0: Hello and welcome to the Trucking Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm joined today for the first time in a very long time. By Chris Madison in a very moist Branson's cross truck stop. How do? Woo! Hey, drum roll, round of applause. Lovely to have you back on the podcast again. We've been trying to line this up for a little while. Plenty of things have been undergoing, what's been happening, everything like that. But I we'll just start start at the beginning. Where are you tonight, Branston Cross, did you say? Where's that about?
1: That is just outside Redditch, just off 42, a uh, truck stop. There used to be walkers, uh, walking floor, transport, yard, yeah, and they've uh, opened up this truck stop. We did a, a bit of a feature on these last year, I think, or in lockdown at least. Mm-hmm and I was raving about their showers. I think I got deeply emotional about their showers, if I'm <laughs> not mistaken. I do get deeply emotional about things. <clears throat> You'll have to uh, excuse me because uh, I had... Oh, I had
0: COVID. <laughs> when did yeah. you of that? Is I, that the first time you've had it?
1: Uh, no, twice, I think. But, mm, yeah, that's um, I mean. Oh, yeah. Second time, just a bit manky for a couple of days, and it was special. And then um, it just ruined my voice completely. I didn't have a voice. To talk about um, four or five weeks, some days perfect, next day gone. Just weird. I don't know. We've currently got a voice, which is why I thought we might be we might be as well having a tackle. But I've had a voice for about three or four days now, without any uh, squeaking and grunting. So we'll uh, we'll sort of go with it.
0: Good. Uh, weird stuff. What's been happening anyway in the in your world? God, it's that long, isn't it? I wouldn't um, even. I wouldn't even try and think back as to what we we're talking about the last time and all that. I think it was like it was sometime at the start of summer. I think. I think I, was, I think I was in a hotel in Blackburn. The last time we recorded oh, a uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, we might have done one
1: since that fateful night when I ran about an hour over to get to Exeter or industrial estate and parked up there. I don't know if that was middle of summer last year going to sutton's with oh, a fridge yes. full of tomato plants god knows but um it's a combined effort being useless you're um uh-huh. not available when i am and vice versa and you know it's one of them continually it, um, yes
0: it's quite a, quite a, quite a track to continually manage that week after week <laughs> i
1: i can do this you know usually it's a sort of one night down the road i can manage this but at home now it's, it's virtually impossible because they're all noisy now even the small ones noisy and i just can't I can't go anywhere. We don't have a cupboard under the stairs, Harry Potter style, that I could go and sit in. So I just have to to take my chances where we can, but what's been happening? Lots of things have been happening. I've been breaking scanniers and having scanniers recovered and um, upsetting people as per usual, and being banned from Facebook every other day. And uh, yeah, more of, more of work-wise, still on for halts, still happily hauling up and
0: down. Where do you want to go?
1: How do you want to tackle it? You, uh, you ask the <laughs> questions, I'll
0: answer it. <laughs> well, you mentioned how's it, Simon, Simon, how's, the, uh, how's the truckman getting on you And your Scania S500?
1: Generally, she's been good. I mean, it's what, 15 months is it now since I uh, a while. retired the droid and um, she's been pretty good she broke down in spectacular fashion week before last, I think. Oh, she, no. uh The uh, gearbox selected that thing that I've since learned is what they all do. And top turret on Gearbox where it's Selector Fork is there's a bolt, an infamous bolt that just shears off periodically and leaves you without any uh, any gears. It's not a major fix, it's just a major ball ache. But um I didn't know about this until it did it and as it turns out after I'd uh sat in Cannock for four hours or thereabouts and got recovered ably by uh, Brett Johnson in his um, big gruffy V8 from uh, Roy's Autos in Barnsley, back to yard. It takes about half an hour to fix. And mine hadn't sheared the bolt off. So when Ash, my fitter, Ash uh, uh Leith Fleet Maintenance, pulled the turret off and pulled the uh, pistons off the shaft, et cetera, the bolt was intact. So in the rain at nine o'clock in our yard at that point, I was ready for smashing my head on the wall because I thought this is going to be expensive, but apparently not. There are two thrust washers on that, on that shaft where these two pistons slide up and down to either select forward or reverse gears. Basically, you've got a push for forward and a pull for reverse. Um, I spoke to Jake at next gen at Barnsley who told me how to get these into limp mode. Which you have to you have to put them into limp mode, and you have to put them into limp mode to check see where you are with gearbox. So um, we put it into limp mode, and we didn't have any forward drive, but we had suddenly then reverse drive, which satisfied him that it was something on that shaft, be, be the bolt or something else. Anyway, we got back and Ash pulled it in bits. Head torch on, being rained on, laying face down on my catwalk, lucky boy, and. Um, Got the turret off, got it into the workshop, the back of his van, and had a, had a good look and ridiculously scan you. For some reason, you think it's a good idea to put thrust washers in there that are cast washers. Um, why you put a cast washer in a situation like that, I have no idea, unless they are infinitely cheaper than s- steel washers. But this particular cast washer out the two is about four mil thick and it's a, basically broken up into about 15 bits and various bits then had been raked up and down this shaft and inside these pistons which have got a bearing inside so it was pretty much clogged up with swarf and chips of uh, washer so we've got 720 quid worth of recovery 4 hours sightseeing in Canock and um, 25 quid worth of washers and bits and pieces to mend it which is ridiculous but anyway after the event people come out the woodwork and go yeah we've done about 30 of those in the last three years.
0: Well, i oh. I've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> well you know yeah. now anybody that's listening you know what, what miles is on yours?
1: 400,000k thereabouts.
0: Something to consider for, for I suppose yeah. as ever it could have been worse.
1: What a stupid design though it's like mm. it's designed to fail ridiculous. Right. Um, now I have to mention somebody who uh, somebody um, a chap who drives for Evans which is Ex colin Wilds Transport, which does a lot of mesh out of Barnsley and Litchfield. I think Evans are based in Devon parent company now that own this team. Uh Seymour's Transport's part of it. A chap pulls up behind me after about three hours and goes, What's occurring? He says, It's dead and he um he very kindly said, Oh, we as a team just abroad here for our our emergencies. I'll I'll swing in there, see if he'll come out to you. So, um, he duly did. I'm sorry, I didn't get this lad's name, so I can't thank him personally, but the chap came down in a Volvo with his laptop and had a plug-in and had a look through everything and said, well, there's nothing sinister in there. it's probably that Bolt. And he uh, he rang a Scania specialist he knows who, who, who basically said straight away, Bolt. Mm. Mm. Um, everybody that is in the game seems to know about these Bolts. Uh, that crew at Cannock were called Copson, Cops and commercials, I think. I can't thank him enough for having a go, but he didn't have a recovery method of getting us off that uh, single track piece of the A5 where we were. He could have got the unit pulled out to his workshop, but he couldn't get the trailer as well
2: because
1: mm. he'd, uh, he'd only got a load of So He came out and had a look and did his best, and for that, I am eternally grateful. And he did say, next time we're uh, down A5, to just scream in for a chocolate biscuit and a cup of tea, so I will. Um, Obviously, I'd like to thank Brett from Roy's Autos that went to us, with me and Stuart Holt and a rather bonny uh, S650 wrecker that he uh,
2: mm.
1: he plies his trade up and down, and he came down the speed of a bullet and got me, and we were back up in Barnsley before you know before I'd noticed. And um, obviously Ash then who had to come out in rain, having had his tea at eight o'clock plus at night, and uh, sort me out, but. A good team performance there, everybody. It was an expensive afternoon, but at least we're back up and running for the day after. All for the sake of an under-engineered piece of crap monkey metal. Nice work there, scania Thanks for that. Love you. Mm,
0: ridiculous. How <laughs> you you Notice that the price of diesel at the pumps had, um, has rocketed. It's about 20 pence a litre more than petrols that retail on the forecourt, and it jumped up yeah. a lot. And like people are just, every, the public are just so used to it now. There's not been any sort of mention of it or outcry or anything. It's almost like it's been driven into people that you deserve to pay these high prices for having a having the shame of driving a dirty, horrible vehicle. Yeah. You know how dare you? And it is. It, is the prices look like they've been higher than higher than they ever have been? Hi, mine
1: this week, I think cheapest is 140 plus, obviously. Um, I've had an email today from one of my fuel card providers and usually they send this email out and it's a warning that prices are going up tomorrow, so fill up, you know. So I opened that tonight with some trepidation when I was sitting, shoving my curry about down there. And it, um, it's the other way. It says basically, don't fill up tomorrow. Uh, wait till Monday because we anticipate a fall of about eight pence a litre. Um, That's explained away by US shale oil production going up, pounds strengthening against dollar and general upsurge in production. So eight pence a litre to come uh, possibly by Monday, which will put us down to well somewhere just above 130, which is still mental. But... 2014 oddly that came up on memories today at pump price um on, on a facebook picture i posted of a pump and it was 123.40 so we have been in that in that area before but i mean you know, uh, this is 25 pence a litre cheaper than we've been this
0: mm. summer and autumn it's all been it's all been engineered by the bloody governments governments anyway. Like the Biden's lot went I mean, you seen the thing, America only had twenty five days worth of diesel left. They were getting very close to running out because he's been running down the reserves and they've not they've been irresponsible and they've not continued to invest in oil and gas, which you need to survive. You know, I've gone on about it before. But it, it with the best will in the world, even if you want to go and move to all renewables, you can't get there yet. We're on a journey no. to get to using more renewables, and you need oil and gas. And all they're doing is lining the pockets of um, yeah. terrible regimes and dictatorships by not producing your own. It's yeah. farcical. See how Donald Trump's going. He's running for president again. Eh? I don't. I, I think he's uh, he's too old. And he's too divisive. But, oh, it's just going to be so funny for the next couple of years as he starts campaigning and all the all the liberals and the lefties just lose their mind over it the whole way. Yeah,
1: I think there's a stitch-up job already, you know, in his own party. I think they're... Um... Maneuvering against him already. I don't it? think yeah.
0: he's. I, I don't think he's a solution for America. Like there's a uh, DeSantis in Florida who's forty four years old. I think he's the he's the way, he's the way forward. Like, but I, I, overall, I don't think like there's an establishment there that just cannot allow Trump to go and become president again because he's not one of no. the establishment. He's not. He's not one of them. You know. Um, no. And he did. But what he, he had America energy independent. They weren't needing to import energy from anywhere else. which is how it should be. You know that, yeah. that's what they should. Yeah. They should be like uh, that. And Biden's just gone. You know, not want to get heavily into politics, but my God, have you seen the state of Joe Biden? He's a mm. little, he I mean, he's like a, a geriatric old granddad who should be in a nursing home, and he's the most powerful yeah. man in the world. Apparently, he's feeding pigeons and he
1: master time oh, the same. Oh as...
0: God, it's just. Uh, He he was asking at a a press conference. He was looking for Jackie. Where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? Jackie's dead, Joe. She was in a horrendous car crash last week, and you sent out uh, your deepest sympathies from your office. And he's like wondering where she is. Holy crap! I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't help. You need people in power who are going to do sort of responsible things with energy. You know. Because we need uh-huh. it. It's not. It's not optional. Do you want people to freeze to death? It's a those people for just stop oil as well. My God, yeah. they're just a, just the the worst. These little entitled middle class twats. Who, right. think, who, They don't have any understanding of uh, the world or anything, like, at all. No, I mean, they got caught in a voxel cursor, going away and going to climb up onto a gantry again with a whole load of ratchet straps right. and equipment, all of which are made from petrol chemicals.
1: I don't have a future. Oh. I, bet she's regret- I bet she's regretting that now. You know, we've decided to suspend our protests to give the government time to respond, which basically means... We've been absolutely battered and had a new arsehole torn on social media worldwide, and it's an epic PR fuck-up of the highest order. But I think that's what that means in, the, mm. in layman's terms. So we're going to go away now because we're getting that much of a backlash after costing the economy and the patience of commuters, Londoners, and us buggers trying to get by that it's not probably not safe to go out anymore. So we're going to disappear now. And um, we'll probably, you know, give Extinction Rebellion a five-minute window to come and have another go because they've been uh, awfully quiet since they were all glued to 25 oh. last summer.
0: Well I like how the fact that you're seeing people become much less tolerant towards them now. You see one of them just sitting down in the road, this big guy gets out of van, he's like, No, you don't literally picks one of the these little yeah. skinny runts up, goes walks over and just launches him at <laughs> launches him and a hedge at the side of the road. Is it not yeah. no you don't, you're not doing it. And you know, the police have been awfully standoffish and been like sort of, oh, you're just standing there. You're like uh, oh, you're like, come on here, get them shifted yeah. now. That's your job. Try and do that in a truck. you know. Try, go in, let's all go and have a protest in the lorries and go and park up and block yeah. up the motorway. See how long you last. See what happens to you. <sighs>
1: well,
0: this is easy. It's easy money. They know we've got money, however
1: small a pot that is and dwindling. But you know, they know firms have got the money. Uh, they know okay. the registration number. They know where you are, who you are, who owns it, the rest of it. They don't even have to come and engage with you. They can just let you protest and then issue the fines. And you either pay it or you're in front of a tribunal, mm-hmm. and you're screwed. You see, law-abiding types have always been mm-hmm. unable to right, protest because you've protest got stuff there. that
0: they can take away.
1: Exactly. It, you know, Swampy's got a whip it on a bit of string, and a Sherpa van with no road tax. You know that he lives in in our uh, end of Hyde Park three months a year. There's not a great deal that can do with Swampy, is there? You can't have the major artery around London shut for two days while some penis in a hard hat sits up a bridge being fed and looked after and are you all right like blood you mm-hmm. know whatever your politics are your job is to uphold the law and if you don't agree with the law you've got to leave i'm afraid they've not come out of this at all well have they
0: no a- so so and sort so dwindling for police
1: that we had has gone
0: certainly no. for me anyway no it's certainly gone it's, uh, certainly going that way a lot. i've been pretty f- Really disappointed for that last year when that the one thing that really hacked me off was um it was the truck that had all the ratchet straps on it and the yeah. copper it was a copper went and uh, told them his ratchet straps were uh, unacceptable because they were damaged and they were just normal ratchet straps that had been used you know they just yeah. they had like some dirt on them and the the guy the guy who drove that truck out in the Hutt to Normandy he, he was devast devastated about how he'd been treated because he takes so much pride in what he does. He's so careful and so particular about everything. For them to turn around and say that was, like, disgraceful. And they had to go down with a whole load of extra straps. They had to put, like, 20 straps over the load because they said it wasn't acceptable, Mm. which is just nonsense. It didn't make any sense whatsoever to go and do that. And it was just, like, wretched behaviour just to go and be really horrible to somebody for what? Just to go and, like just going and force your, your will on some days to make you feel good about something, eh? Ugh.
1: You don't spend a lot of time on Facebook
0: these oh, days, yeah, I yeah.
1: realise, but mm-hmm. just lately there's been police forces on their sort of, you know, their bragging pages on Facebook. Various forces say, oh, well, you know, we stopped this today and blah, 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 and we've done him for insecure load and we've done him for this, we've done him for that. Well, oh, you want to see some of it it's absolutely diabolical the rubbish that these police are coming out with they did somebody for having a um like a wide load cabin oh um, i can show that set back from edward yes that and, it's, and i spoke to a lad that knows that job i don't he does and he says it's set back from edward there so we can see mm-hmm. you know if it's up to edward we can't see a damn thing if it's back 10 foot like that one we could see through it and round it. And it's not a weight issue, so there's no need for it to be up to headboard. There's no, there's no safety issue. It's where it is. It's secure. They said, oh, that should be up to headboard. Bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Learn the facts of your job before you start telling us how to do ours.
0: Oh, you do, You periodically get somebody who's got a trailer full of like polystyrene as well that goes up to the Aye. roof on a curtain cider and they're like, "That needs yeah. to have straps around it," and it's like, "No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it literally it doesn't weigh anything. It's not going to go anywhere. It can't. You can't strap it. You, you need to put a strap you, around it. You'll crush it." You know.
1: And well, are of
0: these jobs will know what XL curtains are? I don't um, think most of them will. No, I think the XL curtains as well though that they're not load rated. Uh, if you take mm-hmm. any of the load out, the ca- uh, load out. So if you've got a trailer load full of pallets, you take two pallets off the back, and it's not right up to the back. The curtains are yeah. no longer load rated.
1: No. But no, it's
0: what good. difference is that going to make? It's just nonsense. It's right, all it's secured de-
1: yeah, it's just, uh. The The pulling now. I don't know about countrywide, but the pulling Yorkshire. They had a a major splurge last week. One night pulling double deckers into tib-shell. Mm-hmm. when everybody's heading down to Lichfield and Burton-on-Trent and what have you. Yeah, on you know, the, the trunk,
0: night trunkers for the pallet networks. Yeah, on the networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they were pulling them into into Tibshel and then kicking off at the top decks, not strapped.
0: Mm. Well, they usually run oh, with, like nets in them and things, eh? or they've got the internal straps yeah, that well, run along them. But I'll tell you something as well. See, see for the, the thousands and thousands of loads that are done with those double-deckers going in and out the pallet networks all the time. Yeah. How often do you have a problem with them? You don't. You don't. You simply do not get an issue with them, so there's no point in targeting them. If there was a whole load of them going over and spilling their stuff all over the road, it would be an issue, but you don't. Yeah. There's just so many of them. There's so much stuff running at night all the time as as well, perfectly safely, running in difficult circumstances, because these boys have constantly got to deal with road closures. But you can put... It's not fun in a double-decker. Yeah, you put heavy stuff
1: on bottom deck and ratchet strap it, no problem, and the lightweight sort of fluff and nonsense can go upstairs and you've got internals, you know, you've got long internals from yeah. upstairs, and that's what you can use. You're not mm-hmm. telling me that Plod are going to want you to have some kind of cherry picker set up in the yard and down at the hub, that you can float up and down, buggering about, putting ratchet straps on lightweight loads on top shelf. I'm uh, I'm frightened to say that you don't know where you are in this country anymore. Uh, reasons why I drink, Jesus. <laughs> so uh, what were you cavorting about in
0: last week? You were out and about, weren't you? I had an Iveco Vecco Sway 490, which oh, is a new 30 it. right. litre engine. I was hoping to get out in there this week, but they ended up not having worked for me, so I just took it back last night. And I took it back to um, Philip Broxburn, took my tackle card out the unit, walked yeah. 10 feet to my car, put the, my pillows in the car that were in it, and I've lost my tackle card. I do not know where it's gone. I need to go and get a new one. No. I turned the lorry upside down, turned the car upside down, looked all around the floor, nothing. And, and all I can think is it's done a million in one shot down the back of the dash or something like that. It's lost it. Great. So that that was wonderful. I was this. I really wanted to get back out in the truck this truck this this week because I had to split it because I was in deadline last week. I couldn't get out. So, but it is what it is, I've got the opportunity to get driving. Yeah. We're, we're recruiting someday for the new year, so I'll be able to get out a lot more because a lot of the right. a whole load of the, all the office based responsibilities that I get lumbered with that I don't really like, uh, I'm not gonna have to do anymore. So I'm much more yeah. involved with doing truck stuff. So I've got the opportunity. i well, let because we're getting right into the end of November now, so I'll have to see if I can maybe squeeze a weekend before the end of the year which will help pay for my car insurance which is due on the 28th of December every year which is annoying um, mm, that would be time, um, right? Uh, that would be that would be, um helpful uh, but I'll try yeah I'll try and get try and get uh, back out I say that um for all the driver shortage stuff that people talk about and all that there's plenty of folk around here that I've got my phone number and the phone never really yeah. never rings for anybody looking for and it to be covered maybe that's just because they don't want me to
1: I mean work landscape Is barren at minute. It's very, very bleak. There isn't any work. A lot of people last year jumped on bandwagon. You know, back end of autumn into Christmas last year. Mm -hmm. Driver shortage, all that nonsense. You know, oh, drivers are going to be on thirty quid an hour and can't Mm -hmm. get trucks and can't hire trailers. A lot of people bought cheap and nasty. Somehow managed to get their licenses and it appeared. Mm. Tugging Amazon trailers about. There was a whole. There's and, been a whole big oh, well. scam
0: going on with the COVID loan money because they've lost billions yeah. of it and they've got no intention yep. of going and getting it back. You know, and that's because yeah. of these these criminal types that went in it intentionally from the start. And I heard there was a lot of that stuff went on with people buying trucks and everything like that. Mm. But all this COVID loan money, not a penny mm. of the money was their own money. Used it all, set it up. Know somebody that knows somebody, when it all goes tits up. They just bankrupt it, and they don't care anyway. They've made off with all the money. Uh, you would think the government would try and go go after and try and get some of that back, you know. But no, they don't seem to be interested interested in in doing that. But driver shortage, no, I just laugh when I hear that. It was never anywhere as big or as bad as yeah. what they said it was, and I genuinely don't think, it, don't think that don't think don't think there is one at the moment. I mean, there's not enough. It's a struggle to get trucks for people as it is anyway. If there was that much of a driver shortage, you know, there isn't if there was an extra fifty thousand drivers come on to make up the shortage or anything like that. Well we don't have fifty thousand spare trucks for them. <laughs> you know. People are like The situation as it is at the minute
1: up here, well I say up here, you know, round the places I'm sort of dealing with going to is there are drivers now spare. You can um you could sack a man today and set another one on tomorrow. There are a lot of spare drivers. There are a lot of spare Second-hand trucks, now that they weren't this time last year, mm. second-hand values have nosedived considerably. Dealer forecourts are full of um, 17, 18, 19, R450, R500 fleet-spec
0: stuff. It's a prob- That's um, a problem for the manufacturers, isn't it, when they get all these fleet-spec ones back in, because they're not suitable for the second donor, because everybody wants a 500S. They don't want an R four fifty with no fridge and things, and said a lot. Clever some of them are having to go in, I mean, aye, some of them are having to get them sort of sort of get them in and tart them up a bit and all that, give them a yeah. paint job, set of alloy wheels on them, and like put a, yeah, a, a, a fridge in them and you, stuff like that. So. I don't
1: know if you would. I don't know if you were driving even when um, city transport went bang um, in nineties. The driving the on away away. And Nova. They, had, <laughs> they
2: had
1: they had hundreds of. Renault premiums, some of them had that weird, shears long set up in the back and, and their passenger seat and all mm. this. But they all went, I think, if I remember, they all went to Bruntingthorpe airfield, proving ground place, and, and they were parked on there, the hundreds of the buggers. And the Renault dealers then took them four, five, six at a time, stuck them through a paint shop, painted them metallic purple, metallic maroon, silver and sticking them up and put some cdc wheel trims on and some shag nasty spotlights from cost cutter and you know <laughs> and bugger me they sold them all they pushed them onto to own a mm-hmm. driver container tugging market and they sold them all and they didn't have a bloody truck to sell then renault um that was probably the best marketing campaign that any manufacturer's ever undertaken to sell that many mundane crappy fleet spec they did it. And I remember this for one reason and one reason alone. When I bought that Foden, I put my Renault uh, 400 premium, X908 GJU, X royal Mail thing that I bought from mm. Glasgow. I put that in commercial motor and the phone didn't stop ringing from Thursday till Monday and I would say, 70 percent of the people chasing that wagon were Renault dealers <laughs> and i sold it unseen over the phone to one from i think tipton or somewhere at west midlands mm. and he basically said is it you know is it the truck it it looks i said it is you know it's good tires it's got this blah, blah, blah. and he went right we'll have it i'm like well don't you want to come and see it so, no nope. and the bank transferred money and they left it in our yard for about three days rang me is the money in the bank? It is. And they sent a trade plate up from Midlands and took it away. That's mm-hmm. how short of stock they were after that marketing campaign. And you would have thought when they get all these Renaults back. So we're all on buyback, I think. Anyway, if City hadn't gone bust, mm-hmm. I think they got them on buyback deals. And then they sold these again, kev'd up to owner drivers with zero taste. But they put a buyback on them as well. so. It, it would a total win-win for mm. for a customer in a sense. Plus, Renault took them all back in, and then did. I imagine they all wound up in Ghana or somewhere. I don't
0: know. Oh, probably still but going strong today.
1: I kept a, I kept a bit of an eye on that one of mine on, on DVLA mm. checker, and it, it stayed over here for years. Now you'd have thought an x reg premium, you know, would have done a couple, three years, and then been gone, but I'm not kidding. I think right up until about 2015, 1415, it was still over here. And then one time I checked it and it got an export marker on it. So yeah. it had gone. Mm-hmm. But, but hell, yeah, I mean, that thing, good it, was, yeah, it was low mileage. It, had been, it came with a, a folder of receipts, which is probably not a good thing when you think about it with hindsight, but it came from Royal Mail. It had been a higher vehicle into Royal Mail at Glasgow. And it had had so much work done on it while they had it. I just assumed naively that, oh, you know, their fleet man must be a real stickler, you know? (laughs) But sort of three months in, I realized what an absolute death trap they were. It was a terrible thing. It pulled well. And after FL10, it was like living in a bloody penthouse. But every time it went into Logwood Garage for six weekly, I was frightened. And Brent would ring me from garage, you know he'd have that doctor's voice on, and it's bad news. And I go, "What now?" Because oh, I only want to break a caliper this time. All oh, right, says I, thinking it'll be the same price. There's a scan your caliper. Don't it were Eight hundred quid a throw for calipers nah. from Renault. Yeah. Bonkers. everything was hard work with it, and it it needed a clutch. I remember this. This haunted me for months, literally. We got a clutch. He put clutch in, and it was a dual plate set up, a big heavy-duty dual plate thing. And um, I don't know what the issue was, but it wouldn't clean gears after that. It was dragging. And it. I lived about a quarter of a mile away from Logwood, so he should drop it off there on a Friday night, and he'd have a look at it sat there and fiddle about, and say, right, try that on Monday. And I'd try it, and it'd be crap. And it'd go back in the following week. And honestly, man, this went on for about three months, in end, he completely lost his shit, he pulled it in bits, he went and got a flywheel from um, Crossite, re- uh, Renault only, put a flywheel in, put clutch back in, fully set it up, as good as it could be. He says, try that on Monday, it's sorted. Bollocks, it was, a, it was just, ugh, it was terrible. In end, I think, I'm not sure whether I said enough, you know, or whether he washed his hands of it and went and got counselling, but, <laughs> I took it to ET Commercials at Sheffield, which is now, I think it's Thomson's Renault at Sheffield, main agent. And I took it in there and a guy came out. I I remember this bloke, he looked like Shaggy of Scooby-Doo. And he came out and I told him what was going on, you know, how much torture it had been. And he says, great chap. He says, just swing it in here, put it over that pit there. And down he went. And he went in through an inspection plate somewhere. He was just fiddling about through this hole And he went, just take it up Industrial Estate a few times and see what you think to that. And I, uh, I did and it perfect. I could get gears, there's no crunching, it won't drag it, perfect. I went, what? Bearing in mind, you know, we'd had like a uh, clutch pack on it, we'd had mm-hmm. flywheel, we'd had all sorts. And he says, you just have to set these twin plate clutches up. You've got to know what you're on with, but you set them up there, there and there, you know, sp- spanner in and adjust them up. That it, done, finished. But right. that, <laughs> that day, you know, that was it. When, with reno and me that's why i was so cynical when you put me in that black demo from um from factory you know before, for that month before truck fest in uh 2018-19 i thought i'm not going to enjoy this but you know to be right it was a fine bit of kit that that 520t range high um the only thing that stopped me buying one of those when i'll win it that reno offered me that price on that tag was Fear of finance, but um, mm-hmm. with hindsight, I wish I bought that brand new. Not a great deal dearer than this at three-year-old, as it turns out. But obviously, I, uh, I came to accept that you can't really get forward without, you know, without spending money. But I'd have had that Renault. I think if, if I had my time again. <laughs> but next time round, it's 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 Volvo, definitely. I've fallen deeply in love with version 5s. So it's going to be a Volvo next.
0: So many options out there. They're having a big push for the turbo compound. It's one that they're trying to get a lot of people into. I see Renault are doing a turbo compound now as well, because Volvo have in it for a while yeah. with the 460 and 500. Well, it hasn't really been advertised mm. that much, but Renault are doing a turbo compound 480, which has got 2,700 right. newton metres of torque, which is a lot. Um, it's I've some pull been- that, isn't it. Ah, uh, that has been and it brings it in at like 900 RPM. You've got a really narrow power band. What do you need with the turbo compound, and I've been asked a couple of times about this because the Volvo dealers seem to be pushing it really hard into people who, like, right, I want a 540, and they're like, no, you don't, you want a 500 turbo compound. But,
1: yeah,
0: it only works if you're spending about half your time minimum on the motorway in 12th gear. So it takes advantage of the the setup. If you're not doing yeah. that, if you're on a roads and things and you're up and down the gears all the time, you're not going to get the benefit. The turbo compound isn't right for you. Um but they seem, no. they're, they're pushing it hard because it's got lower emissions overall, because all the manufacturers have got emissions targets and like cumulatively for all the trucks they sell. So Volvo got an order for two thousand F H sixteens. It could create a problem for them because of the yeah. overall emissions Other that that the, yeah, yeah. the overall emissions that that yeah. would create. They would have to go and sell two thousand gas trucks to go and offset it all. So yeah. it's not. So that's why they're like they, they want to push the manufacturers are trying to push the most economical, not almost economical, the yeah. the, the, the uh, most. Uh, you know the most emissions-friendly option, anyway, because we're not that far yeah, off from yeah. Euro Seven, which has got some huge drops and things. Again, you wouldn't think you'd be able to go any further, um, but they, but they are. And it's, no, you, you will Incredible achievement about are managing to do with trucks. I, I, I mention it regularly that uh-huh. diesel engines are a marvel of modern engineering, as to how clean and how efficient they are, and it's a real, real hard push yeah, yeah, to yeah. to efficiently replace that with electric. Because you can't make the electricity cleaner the overall than how you're burning that diesel and no. that engine, but just anything no. combustion no, engine, any combustion engine with the politicians is bad news. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the of controls yeah. are exerting on people. I tell you, I saw that uh, the Dutch government wants to bring in a proposal. Now the Dutch are nuts. Be seen what they Well, you being um, uh, a farmer, the Dutch. Uh, farmers have been protesting about the reduction in nitrogens that they've been been forced to use, which is going to drive them off the land because yeah. the government wants to buy the land. And Bill Gates yeah. has been buying land everywhere. And it's basically, like, yeah, it's like it's mm-hmm. scary. It's population control and everything. But the Dutch government uh, is—they is. want to introduce a thing where all transactions over a hundred euros uh, will be monitored, so they can look at them just to see what's going on. And it's to do with money laundering. So you can be like, okay, well, I've got nothing to hide. I don't mind them looking at everything I do over 100 euros. And it's like, it gets to the point like, well, would you be all right with them coming round to search your house weekly? Oh, well, I've got nothing to hide. You know, I don't mind that and everything. But it, uh, continuing sort of yeah. continuing attacks on people's yeah. freedom when it comes to its personal mobility, which comes back to like petrol and diesel engines. They want to get rid of them to force you into electric vehicles, yeah. which are bad for the environment anyway in the way that they've got to produce them and there isn't enough material to make the bloody things, but if they've got an electric car, it's never really yours, and it can always be accessed remotely, so they can switch the thing off, or they can switch your charging off, so they can be like, no, yeah. you know, th- there's too many emissions today, or you've said something bad on Facebook, so you're not getting to charge your car or go anywhere,
1: and that's where it's all going. Christ, imagine, on that basis, I'd be on me pushback a lot.
0: You know, we're getting into a difficult time of year now with the festive period as well. Um, I'm actually running in the magazine. We've got a a couple of mental health related articles coming up with things as well, which is something uh, to tackle because there was a charity convoy on at the weekend that Russell Oliver went to uh, a driver chap. He'd tragically taken his own life and had a phenomenal turnout at this. It started at the stockyard. Uh, yeah. the charity truck show and there is about two and a half thousand pounds for andy's man club which is a great resource for people because obviously men do struggle and they, they find it hard to talk about things yeah things build up and there are resources and people out there that you can speak to you don't need to go and hold it all in to yourself and everything but that was such a great uh great result for them at the weekend to see so many i think about 75 mm-hmm. trucks came out there as well for this uh the um, yeah. mental health convoys it was called yeah, the HDV drivers' mental an health and wellness, that. Ash convoy. Tanton,
1: uh-huh. Ash Tanton at Lowfield's kind of responsible for it yeah. because him and Drew were still good mates. We all yeah, Drew. That was an interesting chat who sadly passed
0: threat.
1: away. Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Drew and Ash and James Hamlin and that we were all on Cobble Freight together till I finished. I um I knew them all really well, and um, obviously I've been away from that for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I've watched. Drew posts some fairly out uh, out there things over the last couple of years. And I, I had no idea mm-hmm. at all it had got as bad as it had got. Um, whether that makes me a shit friend or not, I don't know. But you just do, you know, you sort of lose touch. You move away from a circle and you lose touch. Obviously, I've stayed in touch with Ash because he goes to Assen. And, I'm, you know, if I only see Ash once, it'll be on boat going to us and Foot weekend, which I did this year. But i had no idea that Drew was suffering like he was suffering because he was a big you know, a big ballsy lad and it, it just goes to show that you've got your demons, haven't you? People have the demons and you think somebody like that somebody like
0: me, you know, mm-hmm. eighteen, twenty stone yeah, people, men, are se- men are sensitive and they get upset it's, and they get worried and anxious about things. It doesn't no matter, who you, it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. It affects en- anybody. It's uh, the nature uh, of this job, isn't it? The job it, as well, if you're alone with your own thoughts banging about in your head, it can be the best job exactly. in the world to be out there on your own on the open road as well when your mind's in the right place for it. It's brilliant. But then again, it can be the worst job yeah. at the time. At least a, a good thing now is, you know, that you have got, you know, uh, you can be in, you can potentially be yeah. in contact with more people in the truck than you would have been in the past. But all the same, you know, if you're not in the right mm-hmm. place and all that, it's a very lonely place to be it is, it in is. the truck. In exactly. That, it is. You know. I tell you, the worst thing, if you've got
1: some bad stuff going on, you tip it up at this time of year at half three, four o'clock in the morning. You have four hours until it's daylight. I you might have three or four hours before you can ring. Mm-hmm the first of your mates, you know, for your morning mm-hmm. torment, you know, your morning or whatever. And that is a long time if you've got some shit going on. Three hours down the road, staring down white lines, just thinking your thoughts. That's when it starts to eat you up. I'm mm-hmm. a nightmare. I'm on phone all the time. I ring everybody. Oh, yeah. I've got Brilliant. Matt, you know, Matt, Paul Dunn, Fernie, Nath. I ring them, I torment them, they're like, oh God, it's him again. But, I'm not going to sit and and stew about things. So I'll just
0: have a rant. Yeah,
1: I'm, I, quite,
0: um, I, I'm quite like that as well. I don't tend to like have things built up. I do have like a um, some very a good like sort of network of very close friends yeah. that I can talk to about absolutely anything. and I'm very fortunate to have that. You know, people. Some people don't. You know, maybe aren't as open um, and feel able to go and talk about uh, uh, more personal things, things that are worrying them uh, uh, and all that. But it's it's that's why it's yeah. good like things like no, it's, uh, things yeah. like you know, yeah. yeah. Andy's Man Club has been successful in, you know, getting people just to go and talk without judgment and all that to, like, strangers, people they don't know yet, just to go and get stuff off your shelf, off your, off your chest, rather. Yeah. To, get you a know, feel better feel better about yeah. things. And it's I'm quite pleased I've got an article going in. Well, quite. I've got an article all related to suicide support and all the resources. And yeah, that's yeah. In the, in the next issue. I actually held on to it until the, the issue that comes out before Christmas because this is one of the hardest times of the year, and of course, like you say, the work work landscape's a bit barren. We've got this cost-of-living crisis going on, and everything that's been going on for the last couple of years and everything, people have, like, got a lot on their shoulders, and they've been kind of pushing on, grinding on for a very long time, and, you know, people, you know... You know, lorry drivers and transport know that. They've done an incredible job over the past couple of years going forward in all these adverse circumstances. What do you get? Yeah. So, more truck stops get shut and things as well, you know. But, you know, anybody who's, yeah, listening, yeah. anybody who's listening to this, you know, they should be proud of themselves for what they've all done over the last couple of years. And it's been an inc- incredible effort, you know. And if you don't feel right Hello. and you feel bothered and you feel worried about stuff and other than you know, you can speak to your mates and that, you know. They they, they, will, they will be there for you. You'll be surprised. Uh, you know you will it, and, it, and if you it, don't it feel sadly, like you can speak it, to somebody there are other people you know out there who can will happily speak it, to you it, and support you it takes something like you know like this with
1: Drew. It, it it takes something to galvanize people because a lot of people knew him a lot of people saw him about a lot of people kind of followed him and his tiktok ramblings and it it's shaken a lot of people this you know, a lot of people who would never have spoken out. I'm amazed at some of the faces that have come out on Facebook and admitted that they've been to see therapists and they've been to, you know, they've had some bad stuff, people, you know, not so much the last people you'd think that would be, you know, and have problems because that's bollocks, but the last people that would ever admit it, but they have felt able to step forward and say, look, for fuck's sake, chaps this is my tail and I've been, I've been here, I've been close to doing it. And I'm, I'm on, I'm on road to recovery because of these people. And that's amazing. Because if, you know, some of these perceived big hitters have stood up and said, look, I want to be counted. Don't think this is a weakness. It's not what goes on in your computer when you're driving about all day, you've got no control over that. And if it's, taking you into a dark corner, turn foot light. And if that means going to Andy's Man Club or even, God forbid, ringing in Samaritans, ring them because they don't know you. They will listen They'll be, you know, they'll be objective and they might just give you that inch that you need that you can turn into a foot, that you can turn into a yard and get back. Your family, sometimes, you don't feel able to sort of admit this sort of uh, problem to your family, mainly because you, you don't want to bother him. You don't want to upset your family, but your family generally are the most important people to you and the most important people that love you. And there's no shame in it. Yeah, you know, there's no shame in it at all. I My mean, kids seen me in some states over years and I, I like to play Billy Big Balls as you've probably noticed, but that's it. You're playing Billy Big Balls because it gets you through day. You know, you if I'm going to do this, I'll do that. Generally, you don't want that. You don't want the grief. You don't want confrontation. You just want to get home where you're happiest. And you get there, and you get through your day, and you deal with it however is best for you. And sometimes you can be in a room with a 100 people, tuck-stop, anywhere, at a show, and there's 100 people there that you class as friends, and you get back in your cab Saturday night at Peterborough. You shut that door. And you're as lonely as hell and it's a bloody strange feeling being surrounded by people but feeling that you're on your own and you're not phone we never had phones we had to go to call boxes we had to bloody you know you can ring anybody at any time night or day and if you say look rich i'm sorry i've rung you middle at night but this is going down nobody's going to call you you know a prick are they nobody just do it
2: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: better, it's better to run the risk of your best mate calling you a Tuppence than you're not ringing him and you're going into a spiral. It's a terrible thing that's happened. It really, truly is a horrible, bloody thing. But at least something good seems to be coming out of this. People mm-hmm. are talking about it, which these sort of lads that I'm looking at across here, you know, bloody full trucks stuff here, all big burly lads, and, but it doesn't matter, does it? Get over yourselves ring somebody, mm-hmm. bore somebody to death. That's what they want you to do. Do it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I talk to Matt, you know, that came to Harrogate uh, with his bar locker tanker.
0: Yes, I'll talk to him magazine.
1: And I'll talk to him and I'll say, right, I'll have to go, you know, I'll have to ring him blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I'll go and I'll look down. We've been on phone for an hour and 55.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've not really talked about anything. We haven't talked about you know, third world debt or any of that. But it's past two hours of a bleak morning and we've had some laughs. It's been grand and it does generally cheer me up. You know, I'll I'll feel a lot better for talking to Matt or Dunny or Mm. Roebuck or any of those lunatics. I feel a lot better for it. I rarely come away feeling any worse and it's grand. Mm. And don't be afraid to ring people. It's fantastic. You know, you concentrate on what you're doing. You don't have to look anywhere. It's hands-free. Just talk. It's like the sitting passenger seat you're just talking but the advantage of being up front is you don't have to look across the passenger seat which you would do if you got somebody with you so it's, <laughs> it's a win-win <laughs> talk you know to um
0: exactly
1: so quote to cliche it's good to talk it is it, it really is good to talk and if you need to vent and get your spleen out facebook's there you can
0: yeah, well, you we can know. insult thousands in one go tell you what we got a really good reaction to this week I posted up that MV commercial truck. it was a DAFs it's basically as close <laughs> as it's, when we'd spoken about it a couple of years ago when yeah. we were talking about getting rid of the Foden and the thing is it's, dark, oh, yeah. it's silver as well and it is basically about that it is basically it is basically the modern it is, it's basically as close as you could get a modern equivalent to a Foden Alpha it's a DAF CF 530 16-speed manual gearbox. It's got the leather. It's got the stack, and it. it's a tag axle. And as, as far as Daf CFs go it's beautiful. And what a reaction it got! There were so many people that said. I would love that. Oh, I miss the manual box. I would love to have that truck, you know. And, um, and I would love to have it as I well. I would like to have it as well. It's curious as to how, you know, a small cab truck like that got such a, a positive reaction. There were obviously, mm. there was you always get like some negative comments and all that. Like when I put that Iveco S way up, I imagine. there was some bitter man going, It's the worst pile of shit ever to be on the road. He's like furious. It's like somebody from my an Iveco dealer shagged his missus or something. I'm like, yeah. Wow, calm down, mate. Uh, and some of the yeah. like, some of the strange, you get these strange comments. like oh, has it broken down yet?
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, on the internet, you'll always get somebody who's got to come out with a hot take. They'll see the way that the direction's going. If if people are posting sort of one way, they've got to come up with some alternative viewpoint. Because like, oh yeah, because I'm so clever, I've come that. up I've come up with that. Hey, what did you post about it? I haven't seen it.
1: I just said. Awful, over length, over heavy, nasty, fox ridden thingamajig. I no, think something similar. Like I that. just thought, uh, oh, what right. a horrible, horrible, horrible piece of tackle that is.
0: Oh, well, I, th- I think but, it's, it's lovely. So there you go. I just have to disagree.
1: Well, he, he said, so this is how democracies work. It's marvelous, you see. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, could em- I could embrace you warmly as a long lost cousin. You're I mean, right. I, you're
0: wrong, and I demand you be cancelled. How dare I, you have a, a, a different yeah, that, opinion to me and
1: that? and then we could shake hands and embrace warmly and throw our vodka glasses into the fire.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I um, just don't like it and I, I really don't care for anything with an Iveco badge on it either. However, I'm not going to stop anybody else enjoying their Iveco, am I? No, ah, no, no, that no. said, I've actually seen one. I've seen the first S-Way in the world to look nice, I've seen mm-hmm. it with my own peepers. And it belongs to Richard King of Preston. Right. Famous ECX box lugger. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Aye. Theirs. I don't know who does their designs for their cabs, you know, with that blue metallic maroon, green. Uh uh, Yeah. I don't know who it is that actually studies it and thinks where to paint the, you know, where to paint the dividing lines and all that. But every truck they've had looks the bollocks even Mm. that merc that they bought as an abomination that put andy travis in one year many years ago that merc looks wonderful all the scaniards look brilliant and then bugger me i saw this thing coming towards me by little house on prairie on 62 and it got closer and closer and it's a king motor what is it Mm. and i thought oh that's nice and i you know i had a little twitch on them. i'm not i'm not really ashamed to say i had a little you know, little Chris wanted to come out and say hello. And, no, no oh, it, I i going to a technical I feel that dirty. I feel dirty. <laughs> it was an elsewhere. But it looked fantastic. So you can make them look right. It's it's down to paint job, but I've not seen any others that look right. Most of them look like a Chinese, sort of a Chinese furniture van. I don't, I don't know what they tried to achieve. It's like a scan daff, vol, scan vol daff kind of thing I, I don't know mm. yuck just don't like at all um, I don't yeah. really like anything apart from Volvo I've, I've, I've got a real a real twitch on about version 5s mm. mm. you see some of them and um, I'm just I'm forced to stop
0: and... I'm, ex- I'm I'm excited like waiting. Babe. Well all the truck manufacturers are in the process of updating their fleets and the good thing is that we're really yeah. back to we're really back to normal post COVID now. So Volvo and Scania are updating their, their, their demonstration fleet for twenty twenty three. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to get my get out and get my hands on some some uh, good stuff good stuff there.
1: Get me another version
0: five of that big bloody seven fifty you got me. Uh, oh, see, what we can, see, true, what, see what we can see what we can do. Yeah, we can do that. It. was
1: a that was an awesome tool. I mean, I went on turf with that. Oh, yeah, but
0: uh, I had one in December. Oh, it was a year ago, man. That's nuts. It was a year ago I, I had that grey seven fifty. Hi. I, I just it's not like a an loaded. <laughs> it and it, it did like nine and a half to gallon of a week for seven
1: fifty, that's ridiculous. Old seven fifty. I don't yeah. even want like six and a half out of it. The thing was unbelievable. And I I tried to give myself back in it by buggering about with seat, but it it, it won't let you. It, mm. it was the most comfortable thing I've ever been in in my life, and um, obviously since then it, it went back, then it became and collected and took it away and passed. But it, um, Andy Thorpe's new one arrived, and that sort of replaced it in my affections. Andy Thorpe's is just drop dead gorgeous. What a bloody thing that is. Um, and I thought, well, I want one, and obviously Matt's got one, and I want one. I want one. one, 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 one. Um, So there we are. So if anybody wants to buy a nice scan, you just let me know, it's here. Come Mm. by. Oh, that's a bit Yorkshire farmer for you, isn't it? Come by. Come by. Mm. I just think Volvo have it, you know, they've hit it square on there, they've got it right, it's brilliant. I don't like these. These look well from side, profile on, you know, they look great. And some people's S lines look great, fantastic. Mm. But the majority don't. They look like well, a Denny spin wagon, you know, big, flat, square, horrible looking things. Um, but they do what they do, you know, they go up and down hills and they drag things up and down. It's great. You know, and it's mm. mostly, mostly reliable, mostly efficient, but it just doesn't let me go mm. sweet. You know, like an old R series,
2: mm.
1: proper job, proper job, um, but these new Volvos, I, I just think, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in so much debt for the rest of my natural life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna have to, um, after mm-hmm. 10 I'm gonna have to go because my yes. dear wife has rung me about four times. Right. Uh, well,
0: um, now we've um, taken. We'll try our best to go and get do on regular, like you know. Yeah. I would hope that I yeah. hope that I'm not sitting here at Easter going, "Hello, nice to see you again." We'll do endeavour to do our best to uh, catch up with you again very soon. You know, let me know what's happening in that, Because eh, we can uh, sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um. Cool. Well, great to speak to you again. Uh hope you found. Yeah. Uh, hope you found that cathartic. You enjoyed your uh, return to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Mm. Hope you enjoyed it, folks. You know, it veered off in various directions. There, a bit ranty, a little bit. You know centre-right, you might say it, we don't care, you know. Down, this is what down with you know, this is what they want.
1: I you know, that the, people that, the people that send me messages randomly and stuff say, it's time you were back. Mm, exactly. It's time you were back because you rant about the things that we rant about. Yep. You, you know, everybody sort of rants, really, about the same shit. It's just, you know, we have a way of doing it and they don't. So we're ranting for you, yeah. not about you.
0: Oh well, I hope uh, that's passed. I hope you've enjoyed that, folks. And it's past an hour of time. Hope, you know, if you're not feeling so good, you know, shout out, speak to your friends. Take care. Definitely. Stay ring safe. Me. All right,
1: say that again. I'll come up and get here. Right.
0: Stay safe. Catch you later. I'm going to ring all ass. All I Yeah, we speak to all Right, catch you all later, right. man. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck & Driver magazine which publishes on the last Friday of every month.